Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this podcast from the Herbert Smith Freehills Pensions Practice. This is the latest in our series on pensions and bulk annuities. In previous podcasts, we've discussed the latest developments and trends in bulk annuity transactions with leading industry figures from Canada Life, Scottish Widows, Pensions Insurance Corporation and Standard Life. You can find our previous podcast in this series on our UK Pensions blog, which you can find by searching for HSF Pension Notes. I'm Mark Howard of Council in the Pensions team here at HSF, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Prash Mehta, Business Development Manager at Just. Prash, thank you for joining me. Hi there, Mark. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Our pleasure. I'd like to start off, first of all, that we often hear that the biggest constraint in the marketplace for bulk annuities is actually the, the human resource and expertise required in order to price these transactions and implement them. How do you adjust prioritise which schemes to focus on? Uh, I guess the first thing to say is that I agree in human capital being the main constraint on meeting trustee and sponsor demand for buyouts. And I think that's across the industry, not just at the insurer end. In fact, I reckon the main constraint is at pensions administrators who are cleaning the data ready for these transactions. Now, turning to how we prioritise schemes to focus on, the answer actually is it depends. Now, it depends on factors like time of the year, how much business have we written so far and has the industry written so far, engagement from reinsurers, availability of suitable assets, etc. So unfortunately, Mark, there's no silver bullet or magic formula here in answering your question. But one thing that is important is being prepared and being prepared provides schemes with the best chance of insurers engaging with an invitation to quote on their scheme. Bottom line is that the bulk annuity market is a busy area of the industry. Demand for bulk annuities is strong and it's forecast by most consultancies to continue growing strongly. Outside of the largest transactions, therefore, in the market, insurers are able to choose which opportunities they're most interested in. And that's going to be those schemes that are best prepared. So evidencing good preparation, therefore, signals to insurers that you're serious about transacting and capable of doing so. And so that's what we're looking for when we get an invitation to quote. We're trying to form a judgment of how prepared is this scheme? What kind of work have they done in the lead up to the invitation to increase the certainty of a transaction actually taking place? Because our resources, our capital, our human capital is very limited. And that's something that we're looking to protect. That's very interesting, um, Prash. Interesting in particular that the constraint there on the sort of pensions administrator side to deal with this, especially because they must be under pressure also with dealing with things like GMP equalization. Exactly. So there is a lot of really big projects that pension scheme administrators are working on. So having a huge exercise to clean their data, which might actually involve going through member files, is adding to a very long list of things that they're already working on. Thank you. And so you, you talked about sort of trustees and sponsors need to be prepared to go to the market and that's what will gain your your attention and obviously the administration the cleaning of the data is very important in all of that but what would other your other top tips be for trustees and employers um, looking to enter into a, a bulk purchase annuity 
there's loads there's there's loads that I could give. Uh, I'll give you my top three, and they're all linked to preparation. Uh, my first tip would be to set your target for de-risking early. So for many small schemes, it's going to be to try and secure insurer engagement and get to buyout in a single step. But is that affordable? That's the question that they should be asking themselves. And what kind of sponsor contributions might be required? For larger schemes, it might be a series of pensioner-only buy-ins to begin with. And questions that they might be asking themselves is, well, will this dilute the uninsured members' funding levels? And if it is, what kind of sponsor contributions am I going to to need here as well? Now, just can help with these kinds of targets. We offer indicative pricing on a regular basis using our streamlined valuation system. And what do I mean by setting targets early? What do I mean by early? Ideally, we're talking about two years out from considering approaching uh, the market uh, for a bulk annuity. So that's how long uh, it can take to get your scheme ready to, to come to the market. The second tip is to establish a clear governance framework for decision making, creating a joint working group with delegated authority to make decisions within certain parameters ensure that all of the key stakeholders are represented on that joint working group and importantly ensure that they have the right level of expertise to actually sit on the joint working group and if they don't then maybe they need some training from their consultancies or enlist the help of specialist trustees. My third tip would be to brief your legal advisors and administrator early. Your legal advisors can audit your scheme rules uh, clean out any clo- uh, skeletons that there might be in the closet there, and it will help to get your benefit specification to insurers accurate and clear. Your administrators will help uh, get your membership data up to date, in order, and presentable to insurers. So these are all subsets of the wider uh, topic of uh, making sure that uh, you're prepared before you, you enter the market. That's very interesting, Crash. And, and, and speaking from personal experience, um, I, I can attest to how long it can take to um, look at the benefit specification of a scheme, especially one which has been long established and has got a, a long history of, of documentation to review. Moving on, you mentioned about sort of, you know, schemes which might not be quite there on funding and you give sort of indicative pricing. So what else can you do then to help um, schemes on that sort of journey to transacting? So. Earlier this year, we launched our guide to preparing for a bulk annuity, which can be found on our website. So that's a great place for trustees and sponsors to start. And it gives a clear route through the minefield of preparation. And what you'll find is got a lot of uh, uh, input from industry specialists across from from legal advisors uh, to uh, consultancies that broke this kind of business. So that's a great place to start. But of course, we're happy to meet with trustees directly or through their advisors as well. From our point of view, you can never be too early to engage in discussion with us uh, to discuss the plans to de-risk. We can offer our views on the scheme's current preparedness and guide in areas that they might want to focus on. And as you just mentioned in, in in asking me the question, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we offer indicative premiums uh, and monthly price monitoring as well, albeit on a light touch approach, so that trustees can have meaningful conversations with sponsors. So it's all designed to arm trustees and sponsors with the tools that they need uh, 
to make sure that they're ready to come to the market. And I suppose the, the overall theme here has got to be for trustees to be realistic about how long it might take them to to come to the market with a transaction. And that all helps them to give them that overall feel for how long it's going to take to get there and how long those discussions might take around funding. That's right. Uh, I, what I'd like to see uh, occur is for all schemes, whether whether they think they can actually do the transaction or not, be prepared to do one uh, by cleaning their data uh, and having a real, really good look at their investment strategy. Uh, because you just never know when market conditions uh, like what we're seeing at the moment uh, in the market might present themselves such that schemes are ready to to afford a transaction. So so being prepared uh, is is the key. And it's good governance for schemes anyway. I mean, they should be doing this kind of stuff in running and ma- managing their pension scheme, even if they're not looking to do, do a transaction. Thank you. And looking back now, just has been in the, in the bulk annuity space for 10 years now. And I, I know you've actually been at just for that length of time as well. So you've been there since the since the start. What do you think have been the main developments you've seen over that time in the bulk annuity market? Yeah, well, we can start with the obvious one, and that's an increase in demand for pension risk transfer. Um, the underlying reasons behind that uh, will be fairly obvious for people that have been in the industry. So it's increased funding levels, increased sponsor appetite to remove schemes from their balance sheets and keener insurer pricing as well. Um, it's it's also worth noting that the mix between pensioner-only buy-ins and full buyouts has changed as well. I'd say pre-2018, the market was filled with demand for pensioner-only buy-ins. But since then, the balance has quite quickly shifted to becoming predominantly buyout heavy. Something interesting that I've noticed as this balance tips to buyouts are trustee and consultancy's attitudes in selecting insurers. So when the market was filled with pensioner-only buy-ins, insurers were a product provider. There was seen to be a product provider. So the questions were predominantly in respect of security of us as a counterparty and our ability to make sure that we can pay the benefits uh, when they fall due to the members. Now, in a market filled with buyouts, which include deferred pensioners, it feels to me like we are now more of a service provider. So the questions are more about are you going to look after my members? What services and options do you offer up to retirement? And of course, an increasing area of focus from trustees at the instigation of consultancies really is a more in-depth discussion on our ESG credentials. So that's environmental, social and governance policy. That's interesting. So it's very much that recognising that sort of, you know, trustees are handing over their members completely to you and there's not going to be a sort of ongoing relationship between trustees and just it's it's all over to just with a bulk uh, with a buyout and they want to make sure that relationship with the members is, is going to be a good one exactly that so aside from the commercials of the transaction itself uh, trustees have a, a duty to look after their members and they want to make sure that they're handing it over to uh, an insurer which is equally going to look after them just as good as they did. And so now, turning, turning to the future, we've seen sort of guilt yields um, rising steadily over the last year. 
And we've had the recent uh, mini budget or fiscal event from the government, which generates a, a lot of market activity. How do you see that translating into the bulk annuity market um, going forward? So, yeah, uh, absolutely. As as I'm sure you've noticed, there there's a lot going on in the market at the moment. It keeps keeps on changing daily uh, as well. So, a couple of U-turns as well uh, along the way, but. Um, Markets in terms of guilt yields increasing, high inflation and increased mortality rates, I would draw these three things out that are going on at the moment. And these are all tailwinds for improved pension scheme funding levels. So in respect of rising guilt yields, liability valuations would have fallen by more than guilt asset prices, which are shorter dated. Uh, in their nature. In respect of high inflation, liabilities are capped for most pension schemes with capped pension increases, but these caps don't apply to index-linked guilts. And in respect of mortality, uh, since 2020, there have been excess deaths compared to mortality projections. So if that data is adopted into pension scheme mortality rates, then liabilities will reduce as well. So there's a lot of downward uh, pressure on liabilities and so you're going to have improved funding levels meaning increased affordability to carry out buyouts and buy-ins as well. So even for those schemes that thought they might struggle to afford an insurance solution they're actually now considering one and so back to one of my earlier points that's why being prepared uh, to enter the the bulk annuity space is quite an important thing to do, even if you might think that you're five, five, six years away, you could all of a sudden find that actually it's on your doorstep. So I'm expecting that 2023 is going to be even busier than it's been this year, including from schemes that thought they might actually be entering the PPF now being able to purchase at least PPF level benefits in the insurance market. So they might fall out of the PPF assessment and, and come into the insurance world. Yes, yeah, so there's definitely a message there for trustees to be be ready that you don't suddenly want to find yourself within reach of, of a buyout, but then not being able to do it because you're, you're not prepared. Exactly. Thank you, Prash. That's all we have time for on today's podcast. Many thanks to Prash, and we hope you all enjoyed listening. If you want to be notified about future episodes in this series, subscribe to our blog or via the Herbert Smith Freehills channel on Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to get in touch with one of us or your usual Herbert Smith Freehills contact. Thank you for listening.